Woohoo! Welcome. Okay, so this is a new thing. This is tea talks too much, or just tea. This is the me extracted from Tiabu and from my experiments at making things. I'd like a broader umbrella within which to make things, and one of those things is the Daily Brew, because it doesn't really fit on the Tiabu channel. And I think that the process of making and, and uploading a video every day and, and pushing it to subscribers turns off a lot of subscribers, because they just want the good shit, they just want the, the stuff that they subscribed for, which is the anime content. They're kind of like, come on, man, what are you doing? Now it's working, but it's not working quite right. So, switching it up, switching it up. That stuff goes here. Anime stuff goes on the Tiabu. This is tea, and this is tea talks too much, and this is the Daily Brew. And the Daily Brew is going to be my daily show, and I'm probably going to move toward doing a weekly show of some kind, and then maybe a monthly special within that weekly show, and then maybe a yearly special within that within that weekly show. Does that make sense? So every day we do a video. Every week we do. Well, well, every week we do a big video. Maybe not a video and a big video. Maybe a, a big video. Okay, so so like every every seventh day we do a big video. That's the podcast day or something. Okay, it's probably Sunday. Is probably what it is. Which makes sense, I think. <laughs> Interestingly, although, hmm, Sunday's usually my day off. Off. Saturday's D and D. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Every week there will be a show. Weekly podcast? Sounds good to me. Every month there should be a special within the weekly podcast that's like something different happens on the weekly podcast. Maybe it's that there's a guest every month and we get bigger and we, we explore that every month. Because monthly guests are going to be easier than weekly guests because weekly guests are hard. And it's T talks too much, which is me talking too much, right? I think that makes sense. The whole goal is for me to talk too much, and there are plenty of podcasters who just talk about the shit that they've figured out in the last week. And I think I could do that pretty well. Especially if I've got six daily brews to compile it off of so then the daily brews can become more of this concise journal log dot 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 thing dot 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 big video dot 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 big video dot 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 big video and then the fourth one the beginning of every month or the end of every month or something is big video or like extra extra special video or something interesting or or something something fun and then, of course, it's like yearly sort of a thing as well. And then we get this sort of rhythmic drum beat um, to the channel that will work very well. Okay, cool. Something like that. Something like that would be cool. Let's do the Daily Brew as the Daily Brew. So this is T, and that's me. I am T. I am Tiabu, and I am T. And I am T and D, and I am T talks too much. And I am all of the T's, but I am just T. I will put in all of my descriptions which usernames are my official usernames so that people can't imposter me. That would be a good idea. So I'll probably do that. I don't know if I'm going to make a Twitter. I think Twitter's kind of a cesspool. We'll see if Elon changes anything about it. I also had an idea. If you want to fix Twitter, all you need is a downvote button. And I think it would fix Twitter. Oh, and uh, uh, linked karma, which is a Reddit idea. You have to have reputation um, in a forum setting. It, the fact that Twitter doesn't have a reputation in a forum setting and it just has followers is wrong. It's, like, effectively wrong. I don't think I'll make a Twitter or an Instagram. It's just, I don't, I don't like them. Um, or, a, or a Facebook linked account. I, I don't like Meta. I really, I really don't like that company. There's something about the way that it functions rankles me, and I, I can't express why. 
and and maybe it's wrong of me to feel that way and maybe maybe I'm closing myself off to something important but I I really feel exploited every time I'm on that site in a way that I don't when I'm on Google-based sites. So I have some problems with Facebook. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The brew today. Okay, we'll start with simple. I uh, This came last night, and it is, it is beautiful. This is my Western Digital 14-terabyte drive. Um, I was going to buy a 16-terabyte drive, and it was $20 more, and that was, that was no problem. But it was the only one that they could get in stock was, like, pre-order and would be delivered in, like, a month. And I was like, that's not it. So I, I got the 14 terabyte, and I'll just stack 14 terabytes for, for a NAS setup. Um, this will hold me over for right now. I'll move toward having a direct-attached storage setup just for archiving stuff soon. But I don't even need an, 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 a, a separate array, honestly. I, I've got the space to just put this one in, and that's good enough. And then I'll move toward a direct-attached storage when I eventually need to. But 14 terabytes is going to hold me for a bit. So, nice. Thank you, everybody. That was $280 of y'all's money that was spent on this channel directly. And, and like, it's specifically for this. And it's for the safekeeping of videos. And, or, sorry, for this channel and Tiaboo directly. Because now there are multiple channels. Ooh. Next up, I think, is books. I've got some new ones. Some some came in yesterday. First off, I've got... I should move my tea away from all the books. Holy shit. I've got the Marx Engels Reader, which is... Well, it's a big old book of Marx stuff. Um, I've skimmed a couple bits. I don't, I haven't skimmed enough to form many opinions. I will say that I am immediately not a huge fan of Marx's stylistic tendencies in his writing. Uh, he does a lot of what I've been recently criticized of, which is stating things outright as they are this way. And it's like, I'm not actually sure that you're right about that, man. And I, I don't know if his assumptions are actually in line. So I'm looking forward to reading more of it and reading the commentary and editing and stuff by by uh, the Tucker and Angles and all that jazz. Okay, cool. Gonna read it. Gonna see. Gonna gonna really try to open my mind to it and and put it inside my brain and figure out how to how to feel about it. We shall see. Been reading this. This book's great. Young is brilliant. Holy shit! Every every st statement that he makes just kind of blows my mind. Um, and and the way that he couches his arguments and puts them in this phrasing of. From what I've observed, this seems to be the case, and from the patients that I've spoken to, I've noticed this. And from from the direction, you could say, I think, that this way, this could serve as this sort of a thing, you know? The, the inkblot test devised by the Swiss psychiatrist Hermann Rorschach, the shape of the blot can serve as a stimulus for free association. In fact, almost any irregular free sh shape can spark off the associative process. It's... it's really quite beautifully written even in the few pages that i've actually managed to read and it makes me fascinated by young as a well hmm how do i put it young seems fascinated both with with science and mythology which is to say that he's like everyone 
um, because we're all fascinated by what is and also the stories of how we should act within it or, in, or how we should act in relation to what is. And he seems to be very evenly focused on the process of integrating the two. And that is the process that I've been trying to pursue or at least honing toward. And so to find, to find simply that a huge chunk of the work has already been done for me by someone who's probably quite a bit more intelligent than I am, is so very fucking useful. <laughs> it's so very fucking beautiful to open a book and read through it and go, oh, he, this guy already did a bunch of the things that I was going to spend a year on. Sick, bro. Thank you. Tap, tap, tap. Fit some things into order. Oh, he already figured out some of the flaws in the argument. The, oh, he just argued against the thing that I was imagining was true. Cool, that's that's pretty useful. Tap, 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 put things in order. Oh, it's glorious. It's glorious. I really like that book. This is a used hardcover copy of Accelerando. Note the interesting shapes on the front cover. You can tell that there was some intrigue done in the design process, or at least I can. I, I really like the design, actually. It, it means quite a bit because it's got this this curved shape that comes through in the background, but is isolated by these curved rectangles that are, well, there's something. And then it's all overlaid on top of what you can't see is there's a, a very light microfine grid of, of, of whitish lines like graph paper all over everything and so the spirals and the the circles of the um the the planets that are the background here they create these curved shapes all get chopped up into little tiny squares which is exactly amazing um this is probably my favorite fiction book which is to say to call it a fiction book is kind of false, I think, because as far as I can tell, it's more like a prediction book, and and you might want to read it because it's a vision of a future that you might actually want to achieve. How about I, how about I put it that way? It's a vision of a future that's horrifying and scary, but might actually be worthwhile, unlike the drab cyberpunk dystopias that we're so inured to now. This one tells the, the story of a technological future that could work, maybe, and the crazy idea of how it could lead to freedom. So I'll put that down, and I'll use that last word as a transition to this book, which is barely a book, really. It's more like a pamphlet. This is Bertrand Russell's The Proposed Roads to Freedom. Russell is... A stellar philosopher, and I've read a bit of him, but man, I haven't read him effectively. In the first pages of this book, just based on the contents and how, he, how they're laid out, two chapters, or two parts, with chapters broken out into them, Russell, as far as I know, is... In, in large part, also a mathematician and a philosopher of science. Mathematician, philosopher, logician, public intellectual. Considerable influence on mathematics, logic, set theory, linguistics, artificial intelligence, cognitive science, computer science, and various areas of analytical philosophy, especially the philosophy of mathematics, philosophy of language, epistemology, and metaphysics. Yeah. And he turned some of that knowledge a couple times to society. And 
In doing so, he made what I believe might be the most concise text, more like a long essay, really, that I've ever come across, on some perspective on how we should run our societies. He, in the first sentences, and I'm going to read them to you, in the first sentences he lays out the problem, and that is far and away the most effective thing that one can do when addressing a problem so big as the way our societies should exist, which is to say, the overarching rules of being. And so he begins, Introduction the attempt to conceive imaginatively a better ordering of human society than the destructive and cruel chaos in which mankind has hitherto existed is by no means modern. It is at least as old as Plato, whose Republic set the model for the utopias of subsequent philosophers. Whoever contemplates the world in the light of an ideal, whether what he seeks be intellect or art or love or simple happiness or all together, must feel a great sorrow in the evils that men needlessly allow to continue and, if he be a man of force and vital energy, an urgent desire to lead men to the realization of the good which inspires his creative vision. It is this desire which has been the primary force moving the pioneers of socialism and anarchism, as it moved the inventors of ideal commonwealths in the past. In this there is nothing new. What is new in socialism and anarchism is that close relation of the ideal to the present sufferings of men, which has enabled powerful political movements to grow out of the hopes of solitary thinkers. It is this that makes socialism and anarchism important, and it is this that makes them dangerous to those who batten, unconsciously or consciously upon the evils of our present order of society. Now, that's a particular viewpoint that he's, he's presenting, and I don't know whether I agree with all of it, but I think it is the best presentation of the problem space in one rather concise paragraph that I have ever read. And that indicates to me that the right honorable... 3rd Earl Russell, Bertrand Arthur William Russell, born in 1872, died in 1970. Thanks, Wikipedia. Has some ideas that might be worth building my ideas on top of. And has some modes of speech and some modes of presentation that per perhaps might be worth emulating. Because he seems to have some shit figured out that I don't have figured out yet, and I'd love to get it from him, because he seems like a smarter guy than me. Books. They're pretty cool. I didn't know that one was going to be my favorite. Of all the books that I purchased, I purchased... I purchased three books where I pretty much understood where they were going to go. One of them is Marx. I understood the base idea, at least, right? I'm like, I, I get what I'm getting, I just want to understand it completely. I purchased Young, and I was like, I get the base idea. Mythologies and symbols are really, really important. They're functionally important inside your brain. Something like that. And we'll, we'll get deeper into that, and I want to understand it. And I bought Accelerando, a book that I've read completely, and it's like, this is my, my one person's vision that's within a few degrees of separation from the future that I actually think is pretty correct. Cool. 
okay, I know what all three of those books are, and I got this other book because I was like, that one seems really interesting, and the art on the cover is cool, and it's the best book I've ever read. Okay. Cool. So maybe sometimes in the totally unknown is where you need to look for stuff, and maybe sometimes you got no idea what you're looking for or where you're going to find it. Thanks, world. Thanks for being confusing as shit. Okay. I'm going to run a D&D game today. Um, I've been thinking for since I woke up, which is four hours now. I've been thinking about what's going to go down in this D&D game because we froze mid-moment. And that's perfect. I realized so many things unintentionally came together throughout our, our D&D play, just in the way that things worked. We knew that the game we were playing was going to be near the last game. And, and like, or not near the last game, but like, we, we wouldn't be able to meet for a few uh, months fully because one of, one of the party has, um, does wedding photography and those happen on Saturdays very frequently. And he goes and he does the wedding photography. And so we can't do D and D and we might have to move it to Sundays in future, but we'll see. So we left the game in a, in a standstill and we left it right in the middle of a pretty weird and crazy chaotic battle as a dimensional rift is torn through reality in the center of a busy theater um, by the unwitting reading of a strange magical text in the middle of the room. Um, um, a person exploded, and demons began leaping, leaping out from the the slit in the world, the like razor-thin slice through, you know, imagine like a tent and slicing a razor blade through it and stuff can climb through. Uh, and it's climbing through and it's ripping the tent bigger, so the hole is getting bigger and getting ripped. Um, and in the midst of that, our wizard goes up and he uses his Miss Spellbook, which is a tool that he has, an item that he has, that lets him change the, the wording, change a spell by one letter. And if he can change the spell by one letter and convince me of what it means, he can alter the spell to do something else um, um, as long as it makes some sense and, and the word makes sense. Often I'll allow it to just, I'll usually find a similar spell of a similar level that I think is close to the thing and I'll allow it to mimic that behavior. He used his third level sending to cast a third level mending. An interesting idea. Considering that he had miserably failed his arcana check on the, uh, or his, his just raw intelligence check to counterspell the actual spell going off that caused the rift in the first place, I gave him the chance to roll for it. And he rolled quite well. But not well enough. Not terror, not a whole torn in reality. You just fix it easily, doodly doodly do, because your magic is nice. No, no. He's holding it together, but he's holding it together like a band-aid is holding together a stab wound. It's not holding it together. He's just holding it from getting bigger. The blood and guts are still flowing out, and they're the demons, and they're going rampagey. So, priorities. Most of the party started getting people out. The paladin and the druid in particular started getting people out. The... Artificer is sort of running around providing covering fire and sort of giving help and stuff and assisting people and things. And the wizard is holding on for dear life. Their idiot DMPC, Amaergo, who's just a dumb dwarf who walks around with them, who's actually like a severe criminal. <laughs> Se severe criminal, and they all know it, and they, they keep him around. He's just sort of a nice guy, doesn't really care 
basically has no morals, doesn't give a shit, just wants to get drunk and party and and get a lot of money. And the reason that he's been a severe criminal is just because he's been near people who've told him to do stuff and he's got no moral compunctions whatsoever. No idea that what he's doing would be wrong, no cares in the world. You just point him in a direction and he goes, rah, and that's basically the character. And he's great. He's he's perfect because, well, when he sees something and he wants it, he starts moving toward it and he'll kill anybody who gets in his way. And sometimes the party has to try to stop him. And, um, you know, he hasn't been arrested yet completely, but he's just chilling. <laughs> and that'll happen eventually, probably. I don't know. Anyway, a rift in reality. A tearing open and a flood of something. Something something awful, something chaotic. And isn't that so interesting that because I made that bit a bit of story. It manifested in my brain as like, what do I want to do in D D? It wasn't something that was written out as somebody else's idea or a module that I got or anything like that. I was like, something happening, something is wrong, something's going on. What's going on? this rift and it's a symptom of a bigger problem that i won't spoil just in case it's a symptom of a bigger problem because I, I kind of want to let this story tell itself out and i don't know if the problem is exactly what i think it is i had had this document unfortunately got water on it but i, I wrote out this is the base document for my DD campaign as far as like what I think was going on in the background and what I think like the big bad is and, and where stuff happened and, and where stuff came from. And some bits of it are correct, but most of it is has shifted completely. Parts of the history parts are far enough in the past that they don't affect the current, but but it's shifted and it's reorganized itself. And so I don't know if what I've got right now is actually the way it'll play out. I have to let the characters play. But there's this hole in reality and he's holding it together and the demons are spilling out and they've mostly got all the civilians out of the theater the individual amphitheater theater but like these demons are not nothing and they're trying to get out and they're trying to go up and they're trying to go to ascend and go out and to spread and to to wreak havoc and to to, to reproduce and to to demolish and it's only going to get worse. And so our characters have to go outside of themselves to find a solution to the impossible, unending problem. Because it's not a problem with an end. And I don't know if there's a way to seal up the hole, actually. If, if, if my player had rolled above a 25 on, the, on the, the seal up a hole with a third level mending check, I might have let it happen. But... The one powerful wizard that they know doesn't have wish prepared today. And the scariest thing that's going to come through that hole is not the biggest thing by far. Not even a little bit. The ruler of the plane of the abyss that they've sliced into. I'm going to steal from Kobold Press's Tome of Foes or Tome of Beasts or whatever. Maybe the second one, I forget. It's like Yishigal. It's the Lord of Cockroaches. And he's serious fucking business and he might tpk the party if they don't get help they're going to die and that's where my DD game is going and so we'll see how it goes because they have a habit of going headlong into destruction and underestimating the things that i put in front of them 
And I was doing this thing where they're scaling up in size. But beneath that, the Lord of Cockroaches comes and he is not very big and he can already fit through the hole. So by holding the hole together, they're going to prevent the biggest demons from coming through, but not the worst demons. That seems about right. The worst things slip through the cracks as you hold back the obvious things. You hold back the obvious sins. I mean that in the the mythological sense, like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood sort of sense. You hold back the obvious nature of the sins, and they slip underneath and worm their way into you more deeply, more seriously. And in part, I think that's because the greatest, greatest evil is to lie and betray. And when you deny that the sins are a part of you, when you say, no, not this, and you try to restrict them, you are letting sin in via betrayal because you are lying to yourself and saying that you are only good because at least 50% of you is devil and it revels in the pleasures of the sins. And loves them deeply. I know I do. And I know that it is only partly by restricting them and partly by embracing them that I have come to any sort of balance within myself. So we'll see what my party, my group of friends, does as I outline a reality about the world and grant them a more complicated problem than any of us could individually solve, to solve, together. The answer is they're going to have to work together, or they're going to have to work together with somebody who's more powerful than they are. And so I just need to go and prep and make sure that I've got a couple of powerful people and I know how they'll react to this situation. And from there, I just let the simulation play out and see what my friends do to change the game state. And that's being the master of the space that is the dungeon. Even though this dungeon is an open-air amphitheater, that is what it means. To let it flow. Dungeon master is so wrong because it's like saying, I am the river master. I am the master of the river. But like nobody, no human masters a river. You don't stop it up. Well, we do with dams, but it's not a river anymore. It becomes a lake, you know? You don't master rivers. But we master the process of flowing with the river. Swimming with the current. Treading water and not falling apart or being swept away. That's a kind of mastery. And that's the kind of mastery that I aspire to in all things. Like Bruce Lee, be like water. But I think that's because the world is always flowing, and so the only way for you to not get eroded like sandstone, getting eroded by the winds and the rains, is to be more fluid. A reed in the wind stands 
where the great oak will fall. Flow like water, to flow with water. The water of everything, maybe the water of life. That sounds good. So, I am tea. This is the first and the last daily brew. This is the reawakening. It is a good time. It is a good time to be alive. Being is good. Rejoice. I am, I am rejoicing. I hope you are too. I wish you, I wish you nothing but peace. And I mean it.